Hey guys, this is Landon from the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, and I want to tell you about my friend Nick, because with 25 resort locations, four theme parks, two water parks, you have to book your dining reservations 180 days in advance, not to mention the 60-day window for your fast passes. There is so much on your plate when you're going down to the Walt Disney World resorts. Don't worry, because Nick he has your back. Book a trip with Nick Salcedo at Capture the Magic Vacation and let him be your guide to your uniquely magical vacation at any Disney destination with no cost to you. Let Nick do the hard part of planning while you and your party get excited about your trip to the most magical place on earth. As a graduate of Disney's College of Disney Knowledge, Nick is an expert at all things Disney and will truly help put the magical touch on your vacation. And be sure to mention the Monday Morning Monorail podcast when you book your trip for a very special surprise. Contact Nick today at nick.salcedo, that's S-A-L-C-E-D-O, at ctmvagent.com, and let's start planning your next trip. Also, be sure to visit his website at capturethemagicvacation.com forward slash agent forward slash Nick dash Salcedo. That's Nick Salcedo with Capture the Magic Vacations. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail. Let me introduce my Monorail family. They're all here with me in the room today. And we shall start with the lady across from me. Uh, Samantha Monorail. Uh, Samantha Monorail is here. Welcome back to the Monorail, Sam. Thanks. How are you doing? It's warm in this room. It is. It gets hot in the studio when we record. Because we are spitting straight fire. Oh, that wasn't good. <laughs> Next on the introduction list is the man to my left. Chicken nugget still. Still chicken nugget? Yeah, that hasn't changed. Okay. But other things have changed. Yes. And you can announce that later. Mm-hmm. Wait till the plugs. And finally, last but not least, the girl who is pulling her eyes open right C now. C-Bass. More like c plus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably most of the audience won't get that, but some of them will. I don't know. We have a lot of people talking about Animal Crossing on our Oh, Twitter. now you gave it away. Oh. I love Animal Crossing. <laughs> Doesn't everyone who plays it. Seabass from Animal Crossing is joining us. Seabass <laughs> <laughs> makes me think of Dumb and Dumber, but I'm not going to say the famous quote. <laughs> okay. It's not appropriate for this show. What is this show? This is episode number 104 of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, and today is April the 20th, 2020. Welcome back. We're almost done with April, and it feels like it's taken a very long time because we've spent the entire month under quarantine, as I'm sure the rest of you has has as well. It's awful. Yeah. Sam's losing it. I can't stand it. I don't want to be stuck inside anymore. I need to go do stuff. I need to see stuff. I need to touch stuff. I need to hug people. I Mm -hmm. need conversation. I need Disney. I need uh, dinner at a restaurant (laughs) where someone brings it to me. And I need a haircut. 
Oh yeah, yeah. and a Taylor. I know I've said it before, pants. but I'm completely fine. <laughs> Garrett's fine. Yeah, it's a little much. Like a weekend at home, fine. It's even this better. much time, I'm about to choke everyone in this house. It's even better for me because I can make content finally and put it on my YouTube channel. Ugh. Never could before. Yeah. How are you feeling, McKenna? How are you holding up? I don't care. Oh. In of sentence. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, we're all still here. We haven't choked each other out yet, or not, and or started fighting. Throwing blows. Yeah. I can't stop um, online window shopping and sometimes purchasing. Yeah. You're not just window shopping. <laughs> Don't get mad uh, when stuff starts coming in. <laughs> You've held off. I'm gonna. You've held out quite a while. I guess I should be <sighs> grateful. <laughs> I pretend to buy boots, but then once it's like, put in your card information, I'm like, oh, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have money. That's true. Yeah, you got guys like ten dollars. Garrett, you should do some online shoe shopping because I know how much you love to shop for shoes. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally. I think that might be Garrett's least favorite thing to shop for. I mean, he doesn't like shopping for clothes in general. He doesn't like dress clothes. No cl- clothes. Period. He doesn't like yeah. shopping. Shopping like for shopping. a suit with Garrett is always a nightmare. I don't like shopping. You would shop for things that you wanted, like like what collectibles, Game games. No game stores actually have games anymore. <laughs> they do. No, no it's Garrett like GameStop, has a point. GameStop is horrible. Mm. No more GameStop. No more GameStop. You shop at Disney. Oh, Disney's good. And when we go to Target, you hang out in the electronics area. That's mostly just to like play the, the Switch they have there. <laughs> okay. Sometimes they have cool stuff. Most yeah. of the time they don't. I don't know. It's it's an unusual time, and you know, still some uncertainty about when we'll be able to go back to the parks. And I hate to say that every week, but it's just kind of the state of things. We don't have current Disney news to be bringing you. It's just we're kind of in a holding pattern, and uh, the only lines we're standing in right now are the lines to get into Publix. Oh no. And that's not fun. When you're standing in line at the grocery store, you're probably thinking to yourself, I wish I had a fast pass to get in this grocery (laughs) store. (laughs) Uh. So when we initially launched this podcast, one of our goals was to be able to help people plan their future trips to Walt Disney World. I think we still do that today by giving people recommendations and reviews. We don't do it quite as much as we used to. And so I thought... It would be a pretty good opportunity to kind of go back to our roots a little bit. And I think that it's it's possible, although unlikely, we have listeners to this podcast that have never been to Walt Disney World or haven't been in a long time. So that being the case, they may be unfamiliar with Fast Passes and how you use them, how you get them. So I'm going to do a quick overview of what is a Fast Pass, how do you acquire them, and that sort of thing. Maybe give a little history. And then we'll just talk a little bit about Fast Pass strategy for each one of the parks because it varies and there are different rules for each park. So to begin with, what is a Fast Pass? Garrett, what's a Fast Pass? Uh, it's a thing that makes you go in line quicker. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It is. Okay. McKenna, how would you describe a Fast Pass? It's on your phone. It's on your phone. That's Not true always. for Disney World. Huh? Not always. It's in your magic band or not, ticket. Not always. Oh, there you go. Sometimes you get a ticket, but Disney World is on the phone magic band system. Disneyland is not. So they actually still have vapor, vapor pass passes. Wow. This is a Disney World podcast. I know, but I'm just being... Garrett is maybe 
going to confuse some people by saying it's not always. The preferred way for Walt Disney World Fast Passes to work is virtually. We've gotten paper ones, though. Usually it's when something breaks down. Yeah. And they'll hand you a, a go-back-later Fast Pass. How would you describe Fast Passes, Sam? Well, a Fast Pass is a thing that you can snag <laughs> depending on if you're booking a hotel or if you What are- kind of hotel? A Disney hotel. A Disney hotel. Or if you are um, a pass holder, that depends on how much length time you get, length of time you get to pick one. <laughs> and you go, um, and if you want the very coveted ones, you get up very early, like seven a.m. Seven a.m. when they release them, mm-hmm. and you try to snag what you want, mm-hmm. uh, and it gets you. Onto a ride at whatever park you are at for the day faster than standing than the standby. in the standby. Yes. So essentially, I'm going to summarize what all of you said. At Walt Disney World, a fast pass is a reservation for a window of time that allows you to go to a particular ride at that prescribed time and go in a separate line from the standard standby. So if standby for Haunted Mansion is 90 minutes, you've got a fast pass that says arrive between 11.30 and 12.30. You get there at 11.30 or even five minutes before. They usually let you in five minutes minutes before. Mm -hmm. And 15 minutes after. Yeah, 15 minutes after. They're usually a little flexible with the after, too, like if you're running late. But anyway, not super late. You arrive during your window. You get to go in the fast pass line, which is typically significantly shorter. Yeah, you don't have to go through all of the... The line queue um, stuff. That's redundant. But queue means line. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you don't have to. Like it's kind of it's nice because you skip over everything, but it also kind of stinks because you miss like some of the activities that are in line. That's true. That's a good point. And standby for a lot of our favorite attractions, they have Disney's introduced interactive elements in the lines. Mm-hmm. One example would be Peter Pan's Flight has a very interactive queue that gets a lot of good reviews. We have never seen it because we always fast pass Peter Pan if we ride it at all. But I'm not going to stand for two hours to wait and get on Peter Pan. Yeah, I've never seen that queue. Yeah. Yeah. We have, on the the other hand, seen the Winnie the Pooh standby queue. I love the Winnie the Pooh queue. That's because you can catch that like standby at 15, 20 15, 20, 30, yeah. And it usually goes pretty quick. Mm-hmm. It's not like a two-hour-plus wait like Peter Pan can be. Yeah, and I imagine it doesn't matter how cool your um, interactive stuff is. You get tired of it. Yeah, for sure. Seven Dwarves Mine Train, we've done the standby and seen the cool interactive stuff there. Yeah. Haunted Mansion, it's yeah. got some cool stuff. Yeah. So you do miss that stuff when you use the Fast Pass, but you are exchanging getting to see the interactive stuff for a short wait. Usually somewhere in the neighborhood of like 15 minutes at most, 20 minutes. Fast Pass is not meant to, you know, just put you in another hour long line. Although sometimes I guess it's usually if a ride breaks down, Fast Pass lines can get pretty backed up because people come back and get back in the Fast Pass line. It can get significantly longer the slow pass line yeah it becomes the slow that is one of our classic (laughs) phrases is that we've gotten in the slow pass line if it's a long fast pass line it's usually spaceship earth yeah spaceship earth can tend to get a a long fast pass yeah sometimes i'm like are you kidding it's a continuous load but also 
Peter Pan gets a long uh, fast pass line sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that. It happens, yeah. Um, so that's what it is. Now, in the past, when it launched, which I believe was in the neighborhood of 1999, it was in 1999, 1997, somewhere in that neighborhood. We're going to say 1999. Yeah, late 1999 is when they launched the paper fast passes. Um, essentially, you couldn't book anything in advance. You got to the park. You had to use your park ticket, which at the time was a physical ticket. You would go to a fast pass kiosk at the ride that you wanted to get a fast pass for. So each fast pass attraction actually had its own fast pass kiosk. So if you wanted one for Haunted Mansion, you had to run to the back of the park. You slid your pass into the fast pass kiosk and it would spit out a ticket to tell you when to come back. And that was the only way to do it. So strategy for touring the parks back then was so different because you would, if you were rope dropping, you were with a group, like say it's the four of us, I'd be like, all right, everybody, give me your tickets. I'll run and get a Space Mountain Fast Passes. You go get in line for Splash Mountain. So you guys would go line up. I would run, get the Fast Passes, and then I would come meet you and join you in line. So that way, you get your early Fast Pass, and then you're also already in line for Standby, and it's early, so hopefully the line's not that long for Splash Mountain. Something like that. And you could get as many as you wanted throughout the day, but you could only get, I think, one at a time. Mm. So if you got a fast pass and your return time, like I remember it happening for test track. Like if you, if you didn't rope drop and go get your fast pass for test track, your return time was probably like three in the afternoon Hmm. and you were there at 10 in the morning. So a little bit like the virtual queue right now for rise of resistance, but you can do that and still get fast passes. So, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was one other time. Maybe it was two. It might've been two that you could get, but I can't remember exactly. Hmm. Somebody can correct me on that, but Either way, it was unlimited. Once you used it, you could go get another one, right? So with the FastPass Plus edition, now you can book those Fast Passes in advance for each park. If you're staying at a Walt Disney World Resort, you can book them 60 days in advance, which is a huge advantage. And you can book them all the way through the end of your stay. So if you're staying for two weeks, 60 days prior to your arrival date, you can book Fast Passes through the end of your vacation. Which is a huge advantage. If you've got like a long trip, you're probably going to get all the ones you want on the end of that trip for right. sure. Because it is quite competitive. 60 days out, you get online at 7 a.m., you've got to be really clicking quick if you want to get Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Flight of Passage, uh, the, probably Slinky Dog Still, Smuggler's Run, whatever it is, the Tier A that Mickey's we talk about. Runaway Railway. Runaway Railway, all those. you got to be quick with the thumbs. Or quick with your mouse, because you can do it on the My Disney Experience website as well. If you're not staying on a property, you only get 30 days. And now with tickets, when you buy your tickets, you tell them the day you're going to be in the park. So as long as you have a ticket and it's associated with your My Disney Experience app, then 30 days out, you can start booking Fast Passes. Right. Puts you at a disadvantage versus those people who are staying on property, because of course, you're, you know, a lot of the really high in-demand things are already gone. Mm-hmm. So... What we tend to do, we as locals who go, you know, frequently when the parks are open almost every weekend, we don't really book in advance. We do day of, we try to see what we can get and we just modify throughout the day. And I'm going to talk more about that later because there's some strategies. I learned some things on touring plans that now it's even going to help us out. Just wait till I tell you about this stuff because it's going to be kind of mind blowing. I think we thought we knew we didn't know. Ah. Now we're going to know for sure. And everybody else. Yeah. So, now, when you talk about fast passes, 
every park has separated, except for Magic Kingdom, has separated the attractions into two tiers. And the way it works is you can take one thing from tier A and then two things from tier B. Those are your advanced fast passes. Once you get in the park, you can use those. And then once you've used those up, you can book a rolling fourth fast pass, which means you can keep booking fast passes after you've used your first three, and they can be in either tier as long as they're available. Once you use that one, you can book another one, but you only get one at a time after those first three. So that's another thing that's important to note, because I think that what you want to do if you want to make the most of your time is book your fast passes as early as possible in the day so that you get that rolling forth. So even if you think you are not getting the ones you want, try to book three things early, knock them out, and then start getting that rolling forth. Because throughout the day, if you keep looking, you might find those rare ones that you want to get that you couldn't get in advance. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. All right. So let's quickly talk about strategy by park. Okay. We'll start with Magic Kingdom. And we'll just talk about it. I want to I know what your guys' thoughts are. If you're 60 days in advance, you can get anything you want. Magic Kingdom, there is no separation of tiers. Everything's on the same tier. So that being the case, what are you going for with your three fast passes, McKenna? Uh, Space Mountain. Yep. Of course. Um, trying to think. This is difficult. The one that's always really difficult to get, of course, is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Would you try to get that one? No, I don't care about Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, Jungle Book, no. Jungle Cruise. Jungle <laughs> Cruise. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been in a minute. Um, Pirates. And Pirates. Okay. Would you try to do those all in the morning, or would you do like, since they're on the opposite sides of the park, would you do like Jungle Cruise, Pirates in the morning, and then Space Mountain afternoon? No, I'd do them all in the morning and then see if I can get Space Mountain again. Yeah. See, this is one of the things you have to think about with Fast Pass strategy as well. You may end up having to cross the park a few times depending on how you plan out your Fast Passes. Right. I don't mind, though, because we do that anyways, so it's not that big of a deal. We do. We tend to do a lot of walking in the parks. Yeah. But, okay. So, Jungle Cruise, Pirates, Space Mountain. And then continue to try to get Space Mountain several times throughout the day. Do you, I forget when we talked about this before, do you tend to want to start your day in Tomorrowland or end it? Um, end it? At night? Yeah. That's what I think you do. Yeah. Because it's dark and the lights are at night. Yep. Yeah, TTA. Get on that. At At night. Romantic ride with drunk stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sam, what's your Magic Kingdom strategy? Um, I'm always looking for Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and Pirates. And then usually I want a coaster like Big Thunder mm-hmm. or uh, Space Mountain or something like but that. But Space Mountain isn't really your favorite. No, because it hurts. It hurts you. Yeah. I, I mean, I still like being on it. Yeah. But, man, it, it does. It bounces pretty hard. I don't like being right in the front either. Yeah. Garrett, what do you think? You can have any three. What are you going to go for? Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, and Pirates. Yeah. Definitely. I think those are the three that I would typically go with. Recently, when the, when we had that conversation about if you could buy a special magic band that gives you lifetime fast passes to any attraction, which one would it be? My answer is Space Mountain. I can't remember what my answer was. Well, I don't remember your answer either, but I know we were... Was it Haunted Mansion, maybe? I don't know. I think I might have said Ratatouille. Oh, maybe you did say Ratatouille. Yeah. Remy's Ratatouille adventure. I love that ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, I said rock and roller coaster. Oh, that's what you said. Okay. 
I well, love the rock. My answer is Space Mountain because one. the thing is, I do agree that it can be jarring. It can be a little physically taxing. Yeah. But I love Space Mountain, mm-hmm. but I do not want to wait a long time for it. Yeah, yeah, me neither. It's not worth that. And even if you get a fast pass, once you get past that area, there's still a wait. Yeah, it tends to... That's true. The fast pass for Space Mountain, I think they release quite a few of those, mm-hmm. even though it can sometimes on busy days be hard to get. Well, I mean, it's just a long queue, though. Yeah. So I think what you're hearing from us is... You're probably going to want to look at a few things. One, Peter Pan's flight is typically... Hard to get. Very hard to get. If you can get it, get it, because otherwise standby is really long. Uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is another one that's very hard to get. Mm-hmm. If you see it, you might as well snag it, because otherwise, again, standby is going to be long. And then I think the, the next tier under that are things like Big Thunder, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Pirates. Yeah. And then I would probably put Splash Mountain on that list as well, because we didn't mention that one. The other thing to think about, Tron Light Cycle, when that opens, that's going to be... Really hard. That's going to be a target for sure. Mm-hmm. Let us move on to Epcot, and I'll start this one. So here, we do have two tiers of attractions. Tier one is Epcot Forever. <laughs> I don't know why. Frozen Ever After, Soaring Around the World, and Test Track. Tier two is Disney Pixar Short Film. Journey into Imagination, Living with the Land, Mission Space, The Seas with Nemo and Friends, Spaceship Earth, and then Turtle Talk. Tier 2 is kind of a lot of junk. (laughs) Because none of those things you're going to have to wait a long time for. Maybe Spaceship Earth. That's really the only one. Mm -hmm. But again, in this group, you get one from Group A and then two from Group B. I personally think you go Frozen... Because Soren, you typically don't have to wait a long time for anymore, especially if you go early. Like, rope drop Soren, get your Fast Pass for Frozen. Test track, if you're willing, you can single rider. And I think it's fine to single rider test track, personally. When we talk later about Hollywood Studios, I don't really recommend single ridering Smuggler's Run. Because I do think it's about the group you're with. You're going to want to ride together. Test track, who cares? You can single rider and it's fine, in my opinion. I'm going Frozen Ever After in Tier 1. Space Mountain Tier 2, and then probably I would go Living with the Land. Even I mean, never there is never a long line for Living with the Land, but, you know. But it's amazing. It's amazing. So here's what you do. Get that one early. You rope drop Soren. Go knock out your Living with the Land Fast Pass. Go do Spaceship Earth. And then have Frozen after that. You've used up your three. And then you got your rolling fourth after that. Who wants to go next? I will. Okay. Um, test track. Yep. Living with the land, spaceship Earth. Okay. So you just changed from frozen to test track. Yeah, yeah I agree with that one. Test track is harder to get, and if you do single rider, you can't make a car. That's true. And I like you do to like make to make car. cars. Yeah, it's fun. That's a good point. And Garrett agrees with that. I agree with McKenna too. Okay, I'm the only one who goes frozen. Well. Hashtag real men love Frozen. I mean, I like Frozen, but... Frozen's boring. It's, oh, it's, I like Frozen. It's fine. Oh, I, I, like I, it. like, I like the water ride, you know? I like it being inside, too, because it's hot. But Test Track's inside. So. I wish it was Vikings, because I never got to experience that. And Maelstrom. Vikings sounds so much cooler. Yeah. yeah. You did miss Maelstrom. I, I was looking back at our... Um, our 
Disney spreadsheet that I made when we traveled back in 2014. And when I was planning our Epcot day, I had Maelstrom on the list because I think it closed like the week before we went. It did. Oh, wow. I was really excited to ride it. And then we got it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. Okay. Well, that's Epcot. Is Maelstrom around in any other park? Mm -mm. (sighs) It is not. So you, you just will, pretend like you're on Maelstrom because okay. it's the same track, right? You can, it is the same track. But just there aren't act like there are Vikings. Right? <laughs> Close your eyes. You could probably pull up a Maelstrom ride through on your phone and put it in your ears and try to start it like right when the ride starts and see if it lines up. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Probably would the audio. I think we should try that sometime. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. So that's Epcot. Uh, so really, I will tell you this. No reason to get an Epcot Forever Tier 1 because, number one, those are pretty much available throughout the day. You could stand anywhere. And you can stand anywhere. And see it. You can stand anywhere and see it. It um, also sucks. It is Epcot Forever, so it's not. Go eat at Spice Road Table at yeah. the same time and just sit there and eat your baklava <laughs> and watch it. But also, you if you use a Fast Pass for Epcot forever that means you can't ever use your rolling forth because that's gonna be yeah, like hanging late. on your my disney experience app till the end of the day and you can so, usually get that fast pass that's what i'm day. saying like yeah you if you really want it use up your three and then you can probably get it later in the day mm-hmm. you don't really need i mean aside from spaceship earth most of these rides the, that are listed in group b are not gonna have a very long wait no I'll be interested to see. Do you think they'll put uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in Tier 1? Yes. Uh, yeah, because it's going to be a trackless ride with screens mm-hmm. involved and all that jazz. It's going to be so freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it will be. You think so? Yeah. The, I bet I bet Soren's going to get bumped down soon. I think they should bump Soren down. Mm-hmm. I think they should put Epcot Forever in Tier 2. I think Tier 1 should be Frozen, Test Track, and Remy. Yeah. And then the rest are, and the rest in tier two. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the studios. Garrett, you're going to start us out. Here, here, I'll tell you the rules, because we do have two tiers in the studios. Tier A, Slinky Dog Dash, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So you get one of those. Which one are you taking in tier one? In tier one? Runaway Railway is in that, right? Yeah. Then I'm taking that. Okay. So Garrett's snagging Runaway Railway. Again... Rise is still on the virtual boarding pass, so you get there early, you're going to have to virtually board Rise of the Resistance. You've got your fast pass for Runaway Railway. All right. Tier B, you've got basically everything else. Alien Swirling Saucer, Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage, Disney Junior Dance Party, Fantasmic, uh, Frozen for the first time in forever, Frozen Sing Along Celebration, uh, the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, Muppet Vision 3D, Rock and Roller Coaster, Star Tours, Toy Story Mania, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, and The Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Rocket Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. Yep. Yeah. Garrett's is exactly mine. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what was tier one again? He took Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. What, what are the options? Uh, Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Slinky Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with Garrett. Yeah. Well, I will be different again. Okay. Because I think you have to go Smuggler's Run if you can get it. Because... You're not going to want to wait two hours for Smuggler's Run. I don't. I honestly think maybe on your first ride it's worth it. If you only get one shot at riding it, it's worth it to wait an hour or more. But I think that, especially for multiple rides, it's not worth it to wait super long for that. 
And you're going to want your group to be together because Smuggler's Run is so dependent on the group that you're with. And it's way more fun to be able to do it together. You're not going to want a single rider it. So if you can do it, you get your fast pass for Smuggler's Run. Also, what we found is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway tends to board pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And the posted time is usually, or has been, a lot higher than what it actually is. So, I think I would just roll the dice. I'd maybe rope drop um, Runaway Railway, get my virtual boarding party for Rise, and my first fast pass, or my tier A fast pass is Smuggler's Run. See, but maybe instead what you do is you get the boarding pass, then you go ride Rock and Roller Coaster... And the Tower of Terror, because no one's riding those at that point. Everyone's trying to get over, like, get over to the new stuff. Mm-hmm. And later in the day, you can just jump on Mickey and Minnie because it's not that long of a wait. So, what are you using fast passes for? I I don't. But <laughs> but but you have them. You so in Why your would case, you would you try to get one for Slinky Dog or? Yeah, I guess because Slinky Dog's hard to get. Yeah, Slinky Dog's almost impossible to get. And the entire queue's outside. Also. I really miss the studios. Aww. I know. We miss them too. I'm missing Ronto Raps. I'm going to get I'm this I'm missing stuff Ronto Raps, but I'm also missing Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're almost there. Hollywood studios. Uh, I think. Sorry. Is it Frank? Frank. <laughs> I'm thinking tier B for me. I, I mean, I really agree with you guys. If I've got my choice between all of these, I would want Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Um,. Now, with the rolling fast passes throughout the day, I think that's when you start to hit some of this other stuff. But a lot of it is shows. I mean, you don't typically need one for Muppet Vision. Yeah, you don't need... You don't really need one for Indiana Jones. You don't need one for Frozen. You don't need one for Fantasmic. Um, If you want to ride Alien Swirling Saucers, then you probably need one because you don't want to wait outdoors for that either. Although that would be a fun one to ride at night. That that's the only time that I would recommend riding it because I mean it's a cute ride, but um, like the lights are really cool. Yeah, it's cool when it's lit up and they've got the music playing. Right. In the daytime, it's just more nauseating because it slings you around. Yeah, and it's not, not that long. It's no, a short ride. It is, and actually, it doesn't sling you around as bad as like a teacup, though. No, but it still sloshes you around. What about Toy Story Mania? We didn't. None of us put that on the list. Do you I think mean, that's worthy of a fast pass? Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna pick Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller yeah. Coaster over it. I think so. So, um, okay, McKenna's the only one who threw any love to Toy Story Land with the Slinky Dog pick. If you're rope dropping uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. You get your virtual boarding group, and then you just roll the dice standby with Mickey and Minnie later in the day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Slinky Dog, you can't get it when you're there. We haven't been able to get it. We haven't had luck. for a group of four. Yeah. I've, I've been able to get it for when Garrett and I have gone before. We've it's hard, a few though. Times. It's, it's more difficult than a lot of the others, I think. Yeah. So, okay. Lastly, Animal Kingdom. So we gotta, uh, we're going to have to get Garrett's opinion on this one, too. Who hasn't started one? You? Me. You, yeah. can, you can start this one. Tier A, Navi River Journey, and Flight of Passage. <laughs> well, that's easy. That's it. I can already tell you all of my fast passes. Okay. So, Tier A is Flight of Passage. Yeah. The Tier B, um, Everest, 
and Kilimanjaro Safari. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah, I think you're right. McKenna? I want to hear my options, but I'm pretty sure I'm just going to agree with mom. Okay, so (laughs) one thing I think you're missing, McKenna, um, tier B is dinosaur. Oh, man. The animation experience, Festival of the Lion King, Finding Nemo the Musical, It's Tough to Be a Bug, Kali River Rapids, bleh. Uh, meet favorite Disney pals at Adventures Outpost, <laughs> Primeval World, and Rivers of Light, and Up, a great bird adventure. Those are your tier B. Mm. So you you go fly to Passage, but what are you doing with tier B? Um, Everest and Dinosaur. Okay. Yeah, and um, luckily, Festival of the Lion King, you can get in pretty easily yeah. on, but... Highly recommend everybody go see it. For mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Don't need a fast pass, but go see it. Yes. Yeah, and it's Navi River Journey, fine. I mean, if you the can't... The animatronics it is, really it's cool. cool. It is cool, but sh- should that be a tier A? I don't think so. No. It's not... Yeah, I wouldn't no. wait for it, but I would like to ride it again at some point. Well, I can easily get a fast pass. Yeah. So we can do that. It's pretty easy to get a fast pass for that throughout mm-hmm. the day. So I I wouldn't stray too far. I mean, I'm going Flight of Passage in Tier A because if you don't either rope drop it, and we're talking get there an hour before the park opens, then you're probably waiting two hours in that neighborhood standby. Yeah, it's crazy. So you need to get that Flight of Passage fast pass, but there may be an alternative. And then for B, I'd go Expedition Everest, and I would go Kilimanjaro Safari. Those, I mean... Honestly, it's those are three of the best rides in all the parks. So uh-huh. I think that's a strong. I feel like Kilimanjaro Safari is like one of my favorite things it's to great. do. It's I so love the safari is so awesome. Do you prefer it daytime or nighttime or evening? Day- evening, evening, evening. Yeah, evenings when the lions are just waking up, so they're noisy. Yeah, I don't know. I've got need some- to see things. I've got some pretty amazing pictures during the day, too, though, and it's harder to snag them at night. Yeah, at night, night you run the risk not of not being able to see as much Yeah, because it's dark. But they do put lights on the, the bus. Savannah. Or, yeah, on the bus. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but man, I have a picture. I'll have to get you to put it on um, Twitter tomorrow okay. of the one of the lions, and it's one of the most... Majestic looking <laughs> pictures. It's a lioness. Yeah. So okay, we will post that tomorrow for our listeners to take a peek at. That sounds very good. Yeah, I I think. Yeah. The only alternative there is maybe dinosaur. I love dinosaur. But you can get on that one pretty easily. It's usually on, not more than thirty minutes. Usually, but on busy yeah. days, that line can it get can backed get up. Long. So that's something to think about. It's a good alternative. Okay, so that's our strategy park by park. But here is the behind the scenes info that you all need to know about. Day of, modifying fast passes is very, very important. Now, let's say you've got your fast passes already set up. You did it 60 days in advance. You got what you wanted. Fine. You get to, let's say, let's say Animal Kingdom. You get to Animal Kingdom. Maybe you couldn't get Flight of Passage, but you got Navi River Journey. You go do Navi River Journey, and you did it, like, right at 9 o'clock. Well, now it's 9.20, but your next Fast Pass isn't till 10. You can click on that Fast Pass in your My Disney Experience app and try to modify it to make it earlier, mm-hmm. which is very handy 
because the sooner you use it, the sooner you can try to modify that next one and make it earlier. And it's not going to, you're not going to risk canceling it. Yeah. And once you step off of a ride, that fast pass is done and you can start modifying and trying to get stuff earlier. In some cases, as soon as you scan your magic band to get on a ride. Yes. And you're in line. You can and you're in it. line. You can start modifying your next one. Yeah. It's not always true because some, some rides make you scan twice. Flight of Passage, you have to scan twice. Um, and there are some others, like a handful, because they don't want people jumping in the fast pass line. Right. But in, in a lot of cases, you scan your magic band, and as soon as you do that, you need to start hopping on that app and seeing what you can do to modify that next one or get your next rolling fourth. Well, here is the important information that I found on the touringplans.com website. So this is out there for everyone to see. I'm not sharing information that nobody knows. This is important, and I just think maybe people don't know where to look for it. But here's what Disney doesn't tell you. When you are modifying Fast Passes or trying to get day of Fast Passes, say you open your My Disney Experience app, you go to add Fast Passes, it's going to show you, based on the time of day, what Fast Passes are available like nearest to that time. Right. Now what you want to do is start clicking on spe specific times. You could do afternoon, but you could do like three o'clock, four o'clock or, you know, whatever time you want to start clicking on it. As you do that, it's going to show you a different offering for fast passes. So when it first opens up, say you're in the magic kingdom, when that, when your app first opens up on the fast passes, it might tell you there are no more space mountain fast passes today. Oh, but then you click on three o'clock and all of a sudden, oh, three thirty, Space Mountain. Now it's not that somebody just canceled one. It's just the way that the app works is it doesn't show you everything all at once and you ha you have to actually click through the different times mm -hmm. and try different options and it's gonna show you different things throughout the day. Yeah. So you just it's kinda like that whole squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of thing. You just keep clicking on it. Just keep changing and try it throughout the day because you will see these fast passes that you feel like you can never get. You'll see them mm -hmm. and you'll be able to snag them. Now, here are the key things to remember, though. In each park, they have different times for releasing additional fast passes. Oh, we used to think that it was three o'clock. No, it's every hour. It's not release. every hour. It's not even every hour, but we used to think the magic time was three o'clock for something like, say, Flight of Passage. We, we weren't wrong, but it's not the only time. So here's what Touring Plans has found out. If you're in the park, and we're going to start with Animal Kingdom. If you're in the park and you're trying to add Fast Passes day of, Disney, on a typical day, will release additional Fast Passes for Flight of Passage at 11.01 a.m., at 1.01 p.m., 3.01 p.m. and 5.01 p.m. All the rest of the Fast Passes, you'll see additional at 9.01 a.m., 1.27 p.m., 1.49 p.m., and 2.18 p.m. Hmm. Now, in Epcot, Soren and Test Track get additional Fast Passes day of. Those are released at 11.30 a.m., 1.30 p.m., and 3.30 p.m. Frozen Ever After gets additional releases at 9.31 a.m., 9.37 a.m., 9.57 a.m., 10.07 a.m., and 10.37 a.m. I've gotten frozen in the afternoon before. Yeah, it, it, it can happen. And sometimes that's because people cancel, you know. Yeah, but I can tell you I've gotten it 
off a lot of times in the afternoons. And then at the studios, here are the additional releases. Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, 2.31 p.m. That's the only one. Everything else, 9.31 a.m., 12.01 p.m., 2.31 p.m., and 5.01 p.m. So that's why it's really important to be checking your app throughout the day and check the Touring Plans website. Look at the FastPass page, and they've got these tips to tell you because uh, I know you're not going to just remember them from me telling you this. We need to have like a little um, a notebook. The notebook. The notebook. Have Ryan Gosling write it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and just remember, because obviously, I mean, if it's, if it's common enough that Touring Plans put this on their website as a recommendation, then obviously this is an observable occurrence that you can take advantage of. So right. you think you can't get Flight of Passage? You might be able to. You think you can't get Soarin' Test Track? You, you might be able to. So just watch for it. Now, they do say there is no observable pattern at Magic Kingdom. Huh. So, I just say check check frequently <laughs> throughout the day. Top of the hour is a good, like, um, that was what we used to think it was. Like, just check the app top of the hour because it does seem that right after the hour changes, additional fast passes are mm-hmm. released. So, I just think it's a good practice. And in most of these cases, it's either... There are a few exceptions, but it's either right after the hour or on the half hour. Right. So, Frozen Ever After is weird. 931, 9.57. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. It, but it kind of makes you think about the way they do the boarding group for Rise of the Resistance because people always say, well, the way it is now is not very fair. You have to be there so early and you only get one shot at it. You don't have to be there so early. You well, just have to be there when it opens. When it opens and, and you only get one shot and it's based on your technology. Maybe it would be smarter of them to do like several different releases throughout I the day. So. I, I wish they would. They do like a stagger release. Um, but, you know, what are yeah. you going to do? But then you might have, well, they probably have the ability to block people who have ridden it that day from getting it multiple times. Yeah, I think so. Getting it multiple times. Yeah, they would just make it to where if you've ridden it that day, it would come up and say you've already experienced this today or whatever. Right. So, um, one thing we forgot to mention at the very top of this is that FastPass Plus is free. Mm -hmm. At Disneyland, you can actually pay an additional fee to use what they call MaxPass, where you actually do get fast passes on your phone instead of just using Vapor Vapor Pass Passes. What is wrong with you? I've I've said it every time. I don't know. I'm having a stroke. But anyway. You know what else is free? Nick Salcedo doing your fast passes (laughs) for you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. If you don't want to worry about doing all this in, in advance, just make sure Nick knows what your priorities are. Call him up. And seriously, you can call him. His number is on the Capture the Magic Vacations website. You can call Nick on his cell phone, and he can get all this done for you. Fast passes are free. So is Nick Salcedo's travel planning services. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm telling you, the first time I ever went to Disney, I know I've told this story before on this podcast, but I didn't know what a fast pass was. Had no idea. I went to Disney... You know, for three days with McKenna and never had a single fast pass. Yeah, that's nuts. I know. And it's crazy that you had any kind of a good experience at all without knowing anything about fast passes. I mean, we had fun. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, she doesn't have much memory of it now because we've replaced them with fantastic family memories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's not so sure. <laughs> Shut up. <Thank> you. <laughs> so, yeah, just, I mean, I do think that if you feel like it's a little too complicated, too much to think about, especially the advanced planning. Well, and getting up early, whenever you're, yeah. you're trying to get up early and you got to get the kids ready for school or tell them to get up and get on their laptops now so they can start doing school. It's hard to, you know, um, do all of that and then book fast passes. Yeah, it really is. It's too much stress. Just take the stress out of it. Call Nick. Let him handle it for you. Nick Salcedo. He's on Twitter at TTA underscore team underscore lead. You can also click on his banner on our website, Monday morning, and it'll take you right to Nick's Capture the Magic Vacations contact page. So do it. He's on Facebook. He's everywhere. You can find him. He's yeah. a wonderful guy. He's dad of the year. <laughs> he did a Living with the Land virtual ride at his house for his kids. And it's just because he's a better dad than, than I am because I didn't do that for my kids. <laughs> They'll be fine. Go so. walk around outside. You'll be Living with the Land. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts on fast passes? They go quick. They're good. <laughs> I still I don't think touring plans told me anything more than I'm good at it, so I can handle it. All right. Well, I thought that <laughs> it was news to me, so. Uh-huh. And really also good. it's common no- We didn't know that this was like common knowledge, yeah. but it is. Mm-hmm. So for people who have been trying to book fast passes very frequently and use them very often, maybe it's a little more common knowledge, but for infrequent travelers, I don't think people know this. Yeah. Well, I almost exclusively get my fast passes day of. Well, yeah, that's what we do. We're pretty successful. That's what I'm saying. We ride a lot of the good stuff. We do. We tend to grab them. Mm -hmm. If you're wondering, speaking of drunk stormtrooper, as I did earlier, how is it that that man can ride Flight of Passage so frequently? It's because he knows the secrets. Yeah, he does. And he can do it just like we do it. Yeah. One thing to note, if you make fast passes for your um, initial three, if you've got them in a single park, even though you've got a park hopper, you can't make additional fast passes in other parks until you use those three. Yeah, right. But if you're in Magic Kingdom, you can hop on the app. If, you, if you're if you to the point where you're looking for your rolling fourth, you can hop on the app and look at Fast passes for Hollywood Studios, Epcot, whatever. It doesn't matter. And you can park hop after that. But it will not let you plan multiple fast passes in different parks. No, but if you use one and you haven't used all three, you can still use your second one in a different park. You can. You just can't plan and have them scheduled in different parks at the same time. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's other things we forgot. If you guys have any questions about fast passes, let us help you out. Of course, Nick can help you, but we can help you too. You can email us Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. At, that's not the email. Monday Morning Monorail at gmail.com. Our website's Monday Morning Monorail Podcast.com. And we're on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Facebook is Monday Morning Monorail. Instagram, Monday Morning Monorail. YouTube. Don't forget Tuesday nights. We've got the Parks and Monorail's most magical hour live with our good friends Frank and Jen. The Dillos from Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz. Jen. If you did not hear their most recent episode, it's a fantastic one. We have friends across the podcasting spectrum that are putting out great content right now. 
Our friends over at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, Tom and Michelle, every week, they drop their episodes on Sunday. Go listen to them. I don't know what today's episode or yesterday's episode is yet, but go check it out. Their last one was about getting locked in overnight at a Disney attraction. Yeah. And which attraction would you want that to be? I thought that was interesting. And they recently facilitated a Disney podcast collaboration where we all sang Go the Distance. And it's on the YouTubes. It was really cute. And you can see how much Garrett does not like to sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Garrett was mouthing the words. I'm pretty sure yes. he went at one point. Uh. <laughs> He'd make him say, uh. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. No, he wasn't even that enthusiastic. <laughs> That's okay. Check it out, though. That's on their YouTube. So go to Hyperion Adventures Podcast on YouTube and you can see that video. Speaking of YouTube, I can't believe I'm the last one. Last and most importantly. Everything. No. Most important goes first. (laughs) So people actually hear it. No one is listening at this part. Everything's changed. It's Skelligummy now. Skelligummy. Probably easy to spell. I might show up now. It takes a little while for it to update in YouTube system. Let's spell it anyway. S-K-E-L-E-G-U-M-M-Y. One word? It's one word. One word. But with capitalization in the middle. Skelligummy on the YouTube. Skelligummy Games? No. That's fun to say, though. Yeah. Skelligummy Games? Mm -mm. No, he doesn't like it. I like Mm -mm. it. He's just Skelligummy. Skelligummy. Yes. The next YouTube star. I was like, hmm, what should I do? I'm just going to make my guy into a skeleton. Yeah. I wanted it to be skeleton related because you do love skeletons. All right, McKenna, where can people find you? No. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Don't find McKenna. But you can find us back here next week in this same location. So please do that. And until then, have a magical week. See you Tuesday night. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon.